0: Welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. As You can probably tell my voice is a little bit deeper this week. Uh, That's due to a bout of COVID. But don't worry, although my voice is deep, I'm going to try and keep the content light, but hopefully not shallow. Starting off this week with a sad piece of news. Uh, the death of Eamon McCabe, great sports photographer, great photographer, uh, great picture editor, photo editor at The Guardian newspaper. I was lucky enough to work with Eamon in the very late 1980s on a special project newspaper with The Guardian and Elle magazine. I was representing The Elle and Eamon was representing The Guardian. The Guardian. We worked okay together, but I was too young and naive and he was too good to put up with my kind of young take on things, I think. What I do know about Eamon is that he gave an awful lot of photographers their first ever commission. And that's a very special thing for any photographer. It's something that you never forget. That person that saw something in you that others didn't and were willing to take a risk. I think a lot of that was due to the fact that he had been a photographer and so he knew what it was like before he turned his back on photography in a sense, on sports photography, certainly after the Heisel uh, disaster and how he documented that. He also presented an excellent television series on the history of photography. I'm sure that's on YouTube and worth checking out. So we've lost another great of the UK photography scene. But his photographs, as with any photographer, will always live on. Whilst we're talking about the realities of commissioned photography and those who commission, as Eamon did, I think it's worth, at this point, just uh, raising something, a conversation I've been having with a lot of people recently who are looking to try and make money from photography. These are difficult times for photographers, as they are for everybody. Tough economic situations sort of surround us, but um, some people are still trying to make their money, trying to make a living from photography. And the the big misunderstanding, understanding, I should say, that I have to keep addressing is the fact that you're not going to make money from your photography unless you understand the context in which that photography sits within the creative industries you have to look at who is making that work who is commissioning that work what kind of photographers are doing it and why are they doing it what are they bringing to that commission is it just for photographs is it just their photography or is it something more Invariably, it is something more. And what that something is, is an understanding and a passion for the subject. You need to be able to talk about whatever that subject is you wish to be photographing in depth, with insight, passionately, to make the person think that, yes, you are the right person to take those pictures. You're not going to get commissioned to photograph a poet if you don't have any interest in poetry. Same with food or football or interiors or architecture or whatever area you want to talk about. The subject, the passion, the interest always comes before the camera. So if you are in that situation then you think, yeah, I'd like to make some money from this, don't get dragged into workshops making you promises that they cannot keep. Don't become obsessed with social media numbers and what people say on Instagram. Look at the reality of clients, brands, companies who commission. What are they looking for? And are you able to give them that thing? This week, we welcome to the podcast to explain to us in under five minutes what photography means to her, Jane Hilton. Jane is a London-based photographer and filmmaker renowned for her work documenting American culture, in particular the American West, which she has explored for the past 25 years. Her monographs include 2010's Dead Eagle Trail, depicting the lifestyle of the 21st century cowboy, 2013's Precious featuring intimate nude portraits of working girls in Nevada and most recently 2016's LA Gun Club exploring American gun culture with a collection of unique shot up target posters. Hilton is fascinated by subjects that are legal but not socially acceptable. In 2000, she was commissioned by the BBC to make a series of 10 documentary films about two brothels in Nevada titled Love for Sale, the only state in America where prostitution is legal. She was awarded an honorary fellowship of the Royal Photographic Society in 2014 and chosen as one of the 100 heroines representing internationally the most inspirational women in photography today. Her work has appeared in numerous major publications, including The Sunday Times magazine, The Telegraph and FT magazine. Hilton's work is widely collected and exhibited, with recent solo shows including LA Gun Club at the Eleven Gallery uh, in London in 2016, American Cowboy at the Nelia Alexander Gallery, New York in 2015, and Jane Hilton's America at the Schilt Gallery, Amsterdam in Amsterdam, I should say, in 2014. She has spent the last five years filming The Last Lion Tamer following a family's fight to save their lifestyle.
1: I consider myself really fortunate that I'm able to follow my heart. The late Chris Killip described photography to his good friend Daniel Meadows, also a great photographer, as being his passport to life. I can totally relate to that, I feel very much the same, Uh, it's been a constant in my life and all the people and adventures and places I've been to uh, has been, not solely but mostly um, down to having a camera by my side. I started out in doing a small photography course as part of my music and art degree at Lancaster University. And I used it then as a tool to know, to get to know the locals. Um, I took pictures of punks and skinheads in the local parks where they were hanging out. Uh, and even though I had a passion for music and the piano, I um, I discovered once I had a camera in my hand, I just forgot everything else. So I ended up in London, working as a photo assistant for all different types of uh, photography, all different genres, although a lot of fashion, um, which has stood me in good stead. But I always uh, continued with my personal work Uh, photographing mainly quirky, eccentric and colourful people. Photography to me feels very much a privilege to be able to meet people from other worlds and cultures that I would never ordinarily be able to meet. Everyone has a story to tell, even the people one least expects, Photography has definitely taught me that. I am quite non judgmental, I would say. Uh, And one of the other greatest gifts photography has given to me is to be able to show a different side to people and subject matters that lots of people already have made a judgment about. That um, is very important to me when documenting my personal. Projects. So over the years, I think I've worked out, although it's taken several years to work this out, that my favourite subject matters are usually about things that are legal but not socially acceptable. Hence, my projects in Nevada and the documentaries made in Nevada America, that is, where there are legal brothels and uh, where prostitution is legal. Uh, Also deer hunting in the hill country with the Texans. And also my ongoing project, which I've been doing for at least eight or ten years now, called, um, I think it's eight, nine, whatever, um, The Last Lion Tamer, uh, which started when I met a young lion tamer, um, uh, Thomas Chipperfield, performing his Lions and Tigers um, in a circus In Wiltshire and um, I was so shocked to know that it was still legal um, although it's not anymore but it's definitely been something that I naturally progressed to is things that are legal but not socially acceptable photography can be obsessive that's an understatement Also really challenging, um, also an understatement uh, in all sorts of respects, but the most challenging probably is to make a living as a photographer in today's world. I consider myself really lucky to be able to do this. There have been many, many great photographers and there are some fantastic photographers that continue to educate me and... Uh, inspire me with their work Um, I think my everyday challenge is to take better imagery so photography I think is my happy place Um, my camera symbolizes adventure to me quite often Uh, notably My happy place is road tripping in America, driving my beautiful 66 Mustang and listening to Johnny Cash.
0: Thank you for your contribution this week, Jane. I think that would be my happy place as well. Uh, Great to hear Daniel Meadows being mentioned there, uh, another previous contributor to the podcast. And a real slant, I suppose, that seems to be uh, informing this particular episode, that idea of earning money and working as a photographer. If you're not aware of Jane's stills and her films, of course, check out her website. You'll find everything you need there. I just wanted to say thank you very much this week to everybody who has been getting in touch to say how much they're enjoying the ongoing conversation between myself and Bill Shapiro, which we're calling, rather imaginatively, The Conversation. It's the episode that goes out in the first week of each month. So thanks very much for getting back to us. Uh, You seem to be enjoying the fact that it is an ongoing conversation conversation with a few weeks in between. And we're kind of enjoying that as well. So uh, thanks very much for that feedback. And of course, there'll be another episode going out in the first week of November. Whilst I'm talking about positivity and community, it's great to see the uh, online community get behind the photographer Giles Dooley recently. Uh, He lost his uh, bag, well, British Airways lost his bag on a flight, and uh, they weren't very good at finding it for him or giving him any information. So he went on to Twitter, and the photographic community stood up for Giles and had a real go at British Airways about this kind of uh, poor service, and uh, it was good to see that after a couple of days, he got his bag back, and he got it delivered to him. That was great. But also at the same time over the last week, I've seen the online photographic community or at least a a part of it really um, have a go at somebody for expressing some opinions, really piling on to that person in a very uh, what I would perceive to be a very bullying and attacking nature. And this is not good. And I suppose this is one of the sort of reasons that a lot of people uh, try and avoid social media because they think it's full of this. Well, I have to say, I don't think it is full of this, but it does happen. I've had it happen to me, um, but I can. That's okay. I can deal with that. Um, And I'm sure the person that this happened to over the last week can also deal with it. But I think we've got to be very, very careful within the photographic community. If we're going to say that we're going to stand up for diversity and inclusion and freedom of speech and uh, the, the idea, I suppose, of dialogue and conversation, we can't then close people down who don't agree with us. As it happens, the person who was um, attacked, I didn't necessarily agree with him, but I could see where he was coming from. And that's really important. We have to have respectful conversation. So two examples there of the photographic community over the last week, one a really positive one with Giles and one a really negative one with this other photographer. I have to say that just from a personal perspective, I then immediately muted the people who did attack the person's opinion. Because to be honest with you, I don't really want to get involved or hear all of that stuff. And I'm sure you don't either. Regular listeners know that this is not a podcast that is themed, planned, or in any way structured. It just kind of comes together. But um, the segues keep on coming, where I was talking at the beginning of this podcast about context and that idea of understanding where your photography sits and how it should be used. We were just talking there a little bit about the ethics of the photographer, how you treat other people, and you kind of take on your responsibilities. And at the beginning of this podcast, um, I mentioned Eamon McCabe, uh, his sad passing, but also his documentation of the Heisel Stadium disaster in Brussels. Anybody of uh, an age, I suppose over 40 who's interested in football, will be well aware of that. And perhaps like me, you watched it live on the television as it was actually happening. Well, Eamon was there as a photographer, as a sports photographer. And I'd just like to read you this little piece of text that explains um, his, I suppose, sense of responsibility as a photographer in that particular situation. And I think how we can all uh, learn from that. So uh, this is from his obituary in The Guardian. It says this. In 1985, he, Eamon, won News Photographer of the Year for his photographs of the Heisel Stadium disaster in Brussels. He was there to cover a football match, but sport was forgotten when the tragic events unfolded. He said that witnessing this horror had a lasting effect on him and perhaps hastened his departure from sports photography. I went as a sports photographer, thrilled to be covering Juventus against Liverpool and ended up as a news photographer as the whole thing turned into a terrifying disaster in which 39 supporters were killed. I never processed the films from the game itself. They didn't seem to be very important. And we could all learn a lot from that. I hope you're feeling okay. I'm feeling a little bit better. And COVID seems to have uh, be reoccurring all over the place, so whatever you do, you don't want to sound like me. So ensure you take care.